0: Alrighty, amazing. So what I like to do, um, you know, while we're waiting on everyone and while I'm kind of doing the introduction is have those who are here, if you feel up to it, just throw your name in, uh, maybe what you do in the industry, or at least what you're looking to get out of the workshop. um, You can feel free to do that. But thank you so much for joining us. This is our fifth workshop. Um, So one more to go. In the series and today we're just going to be talking about navigating afrobeats reggae and dancehall in the canadian music industry i have Chopé and amoy with me today thank you guys so much for you know giving us your time and being a part of this to kind of just share your experience with us um before i let you guys kind of give us a little introduction about yourselves i'll just give an introduction I am a singer, songwriter, music producer, Um, work mostly on the creative side of things, but in starting in that side of the industry, I kind of had an interest that sparked in what goes on behind the scenes, so management and um, all the business aspects, and that kind of led me to go study music management at Harris Institute in Toronto. Um, And from there, just working in studios, putting on workshops, Networking and all of that kind of got me to um, where I am now, with director of operations at AfroWave, CEO. Um, a little bit about AfroWave for our attendees and those who may watch this after who aren't as familiar. Um, AfroWave CEO is set on this mission to kind of help to bridge this void that we saw in the industry, specifically the Canadian music industry um where there weren't a lot of workshops and performance opportunities um, for people in what we call culturally derived sound. so um, genres that are really influenced by culture like reggae and reggaeton and dancehall um soca, afrobeat so that is our mission to provide artists who are in those genres um aspiring managers etc to have access to resources workshops like these Um, performance opportunities through our showcases Um, and we've been doing this for three years now started out as live showcases um, and then just pivoting to virtual stuff with COVID uh, ie these workshops but thank you so much for joining us everyone I'm gonna throw it over to Amoy Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, just for the attendees, the full bio is up on Eventbrite. If you would like to read a little bit more about Amoy and Chopin, um, but just kind of hand it over to them. Amoy, thank you.
1: Um, so I'm from originally from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. I migrated in my teen years after I finished high school, and I migrated here to live with my mom. And um, mm-hmm. I've always been in music. I started from Jamaica singing in the church choir. I was raised by my grandparents. Had a singing in the church choir. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I fell in love with music um, automatically. At first, though, I, I was very scared and shy to perform. Yeah. But the more that they pushed me into it, the more that I did it, the more comfortable mm-hmm. I got with it and recognized that I did have a talent. And I fell in love with it so much that I started writing my own songs. I started writing poems first and then turned them into songs came to Canada, lived with my mom's joined the church choir here in Toronto. And then I saw people like Julie black doing the music on a professional level. And I was like, okay, if they're doing it, I can do it too. That mm-hmm. <laughs> became such a passion for me. You know, I fell in love with, with it so much that I was attending Seneca college for travel and tourism, because I knew too, that I wanted to travel the world. Yeah. And I was trying to please my family. Cause they didn't want me to go into music professionally. But as I was yeah, doing no. that, I recognized I, I say this all the time that I recognized I was feeding my pocket and starving my soul. And I could not no longer do that. I needed to do what I know that I love and enjoy, and that's music. Mm-hmm. And so I decided from then that I was gonna pursue my music professionally. And mm-hmm. I've been doing that ever since. It's now given me five Juno nominations. And last year I got my first Grammy consideration for that new body of work, Water. And so, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and here we are. Thank you, Amaya Chopin.
2: Uh, Powerful story, Amoy. It's interesting, can you guys hear me? Yeah, Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, our stories read kind of similarly, right? So I was born and raised in Nigeria uh, until I was 11 years old and then we immigrated here. Uh, Same immigrant kind of like story and experience of uh, parents trying to build a better life for their kids here. And so Mm -hmm. I came here, um, I was on, kind of I was supposed to become a doctor like any good African boy. Uh, lawyer doctor engineer architect yeah maybe but lawyer doctor, <laughs> engineer you're, you're certified you're solidified and so i was supposed <laughs> to become a doctor um and for a while I, I would say like i even wanted to be a doctor so this was kind of like i i understood math i understood science i was in school and then i made the mistake of trying music right um i just a, <laughs> Good he limits. said the mistake. The mistake. I'm being sarcastic. I'm being sarcastic. Be sarcastic. I know that. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. Like similar to Amoy, like so I came up in the church as well, right? And so mm-hmm. I had a I had a very deeply spiritual experience uh, when I was 14 years old. And interesting, at that point in time, I was consuming a lot of gospel music, a lot of Christian music, a lot of mm-hmm. a little known genre called Christian hip hop, which is just like rappers, but they're rapping about like the faith in Jesus. And right, all stuff, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, and I found that stuff to be so powerful and so transformative of the way I was thinking at the time. And I'm like, yo, I didn't know that people could make this kind of music and actually sound dope and it not be corny and cheap. Mm-hmm. Right. You know mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this is actually bangs and because i was enjoying it so much because it was feeding my soul i was literally consuming it much quicker than they were producing yeah. it right and yeah. almost like similar to a way i'm like listen i wonder if i can do this right yeah and yeah. so i i quite i remember like the first thing i don't remember what i wrote but i remember remember the little i don't know anyone who's ever come up in church they have those little offering envelopes, mm-hmm. <laughs> <And I remember.
1: laughs> Five envelopes.
2: Size, yeah <laughs> exactly exactly i remember taking some of those and like just scribbling poems on it right mm-hmm. uh, and i shared it with a couple of my friends and like yo Shope, Shope, you're really really good at this and like i said it was a mistake because that was all i needed right right and so of, <laughs> like, right that kind of like began to kind of like take me a little bit off of course, and so I literally spent like the next six years because this was happened when I was 14 when I first tried my hands at making music, right in, in hindsight, I was always creative because before music, I used to dance and I used to do like acting and whatnot. So I guess in hindsight, making and writing music was just like a different creative expression, Nonetheless, right. that kind of like set me off off course I'm, I'm doing that in, in quotes. And I started spending the next couple of years trying to figure out like, man, like medicine is secure, it's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I can do it, I understand it, but well, music is just so like risky, but it's just what I want to do. But as the years progressed, as I did it more, as I began to go more out there and do more shows. I found that not only was the external affirmation growing, but my love and passion for it was growing as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was, my, <laughs> it was in my second year at University of Toronto that I, I had that epiphany. I remember it very clearly I was in yeah. nature. I was only there in body, but I wasn't there in spirit. <laughs> you know exactly, like... right. And I'm like, it just dawned on me because I'd been really thinking like, do I really want to like cast it all off and just like do this? And in that moment, it just, it was a Eureka moment for me. And I don't know how to describe it beyond just I zoned out and I instantly came back in, like, of course this is what I'm supposed to do. And of course this is what I'm gonna do. Cause nothing fit, like nothing gave me as much joy, as much passion as I experienced when I was making music and when I was performing and seeing how the people how the music was touching the people. And in that moment, I decided, you know what? I'm going. To, I'm still going to graduate like a good African boy because I can't. I can't take that. I can't take the stress of dropping out. So I'm sorry. I, ugh, ugh, you know, what I'm saying. But once I'm done, I'm not. I'm yeah. not going to go to med school. Uh, I'm going to pursue music, and then mm-hmm. that's ultimately what I did. And then as the years progressed, my personal. I don't want to take up too long in the intro. Sorry, but then uh, something amazing <laughs> that started to happen as well because one of the kind of like parallel stories that was taking place this whole time from coming to Canada was that. In the interest of quickly assimilating and not being the weird African kid, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I got all of the keys and everything you can imagine that they say to the immigrant African, poor, the poor African immigrant. I got all of it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I was quick. I was quick to kind of like assimilate and jettison that part of my culture.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And all the time, my dad used to say this thing to me. He to don't forget where, like, we're grateful for Canada, but don't forget where where I'm from." Right. Mm-hmm. And then the more time I spent here, the more I began to realize like, yo, this is actually how the Western world was built. It's, ah, okay, it's cool. Y'all got some things right, but there's definitely a lot of skeletons in there. Absolutely, <laughs> you know? absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. The, more,
2: you know, the more that happened, and the more I just began to mature, I began to value my culture and my heritage a lot more. Right. And naturally, I started reconnecting, rediscovering, and the music, my music has always been a picture of where I am in life. So, so that just started to bleed into my mm-hmm. music. Yeah. That's how I went from making purely rap and hip hop and R&B to like making more Afro fusion and yes. it was when I made that transition of actually blending these two parts of my culture that the world and the industry and all these opportunities started opening okay. yeah. up you know, yeah and i think that's just providential because i was finally living in the fullness of who god created me to be exactly okay. and then the world opened up and that's where we are now today sorry long intro but that's kind of like no that. that's okay i was gonna i gonna
0: hand the workshop over to you too because so <laughs> you like knocked out about four or five of my questions and i'm here like okay like, what am i gonna ask now but but Thank you so much. I hear a lot of similarities, and I think, um, like us three being here and having a lot of things. Like for me, I started in church too. Both my parents were ministers, mm-hmm. um, and as growing up, we had to be on the choir by like six and you know we used to have like church rallies and and being the pastor's kid you get a solo like you you have to have a solo (laughs) and then you know and it's whether or not you can sing like you have to be able to (laughs) sing in that moment Mm -hmm. and then you know you would have like church concerts and church rallies as we call them and like you have this thing where you the audience has to pay for you to come down so right. each person is like $50 and then they are like oh this one looks like the pastor's kid so you're $100 and you, you know you're it, it's it's so similar and then you know showpay you saying like second year university we're like yeah like I want to do music
1: yeah i
0: actually uh, my parents were always very supportive of my music you know investing in a lot of things for me um and it's it's after like getting to a certain age that i was able to like look at that and be grateful and appreciate that because there were so Mm -hmm. many of other people sharing their stories like you you know i have to do this behind the scenes i can't let my parents know what i'm doing um but even with that i was like i was at ryerson doing law and business because i'm like music can't be plan a like you have to Mm. have a plan b right and i got to i got to like second year and it went from me like showing up every day with my pencil case like all laid out and my books and everything to like me not even really showing up and i was like i was into school i was like straight a's all the time and so that was a clear light message for me you know like not even having the interest to go and like i'd sit there and like i'm i'm hearing everything but i'm not listening and then i think even like deciding to go to school to study music was probably like a a compromise like okay Mm. i'm gonna do music but i'm gonna study it so that you know you you know there's an education part of it you can't say i just like dropped out and did nothing (laughs) so i think it's just interesting because you know just us three being here and having that those kind of similarities and i hear it all the time it's it's a similar story all the time um so just like transitioning from that, I guess the question I do want to ask is, why choose to, to stay and, you know, like, Shopey, you talked about just bringing um, the influence of, of your African origins into your music and that's when you felt like you okay. were really there, you know, and, you know, even bringing your Jamaican roots more into your music why choose to stay in canada like we hear this conversation all the time how all the canadian musicians are moving to the us and you know people like me who've like gone back home to like try it out you know back there why why do you choose to stay and pursue music in canada
1: well i love canada my i I came to can when i came to canada i uh the, the opportunities opened up for me i recognized I mean, living in Jamaica it's a beautiful island. The music there is so readily available, obviously, for reggae music. But coming to Canada, there's has been challenges. But what I do appreciate about Canada is that they have the funding body um, mm-hmm. support that you can get. The opportunities for, for sure. artists who are independent, like myself, to create their music uh, without worrying about the finances too much because you have mm-hmm. the factor the granting bodies, like Factor, has been instrumental in my career. Factor, um, Toronto Arts Council, Ontario Arts Council, the the um, Star Maker Fund, Orion Fund, um, so and so can like all of these, um, you know, um, establish, establishments that have uh, supported my career. If I was outside of uh, Canada, if U.S., they don't have that. They don't have that. It's a, they have to depend on the labels or themselves. And as much as I, it's, it's for me, depending on my own resources, the resources from all of the, all of these establishments in Canada has helped me. And that's one of the reasons why I love being a Canadian citizen, because we have that support that we don't get outside of
0: Canada. Very true. How about you, Chopin?
2: That's a beautiful question. <laughs> and I'd love, I'd love to be very honest right, with these conversations, right? i believe in in optimizing your life Mm -hmm. and taking advantage of every possible asset that you can take advantage of feel me Mm -hmm. and i don't think and i'll I'll explain what i mean by that i don't think it's disingenuous i think it's just the reality of what it means to be a human being meaning that there are benefits to being a nigerian and i'm going to take advantage of those benefits right and there are benefits Mm -hmm. to being a canadian and i'm going to take advantage of those Mm -hmm. benefits exactly there are benefits to being in the united states and if you have access to those benefits definitely take advantage. Advantage of those things, right? And so, if I could speak very plainly, mm-hmm. staying in Canada, it's mm-hmm. almost like a, it's a duality that you kind of have to contend with. You have to appreciate all of the funding and all of the granting bodies that exist, absolutely. And I've been a benefactor of them, so never, ever, 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 ever will I speak down on the Canadian arts establishment because yeah. they do a lot of work to support independent yes. acts. You get yes. what I'm saying? So I will never ever That's speak true. ill of them that said my eyes are also very open right and one of the things i've come to learn is that that does a lot of good and the way i see it any canadian artists specifically those in what you called culturally devi- derived sounds mm-hmm. like ours mm-hmm. i think you should you should use the grants to do two things number one to stimulate your local economy namely like mm-hmm. to do it your buzz here Mm-hmm. But I also think it would be very prudent for you for you to, if possible, use some of that to tap into other markets. Because and I, I mean, yes,
1: I agree with that, and I'm a, right. i because of that I'm, I'm able to do that and travel and go around the world and hear my music, not just within Canada, but I, I've been to the States, I've been to Asia, Shanghai, I've been to Europe, uh, Serbia, I've, all, I've been to South America, all over the world actually, because I have the support that is able to uh, as enabled me to be able to travel and get my music out there to the world, not just within Canada.
2: Absolutely. So I do agree with that. Absolutely. And uh, to be frank, like for a lot of these granting bodies, that is part of their mandate. Part of their mandate is to export Canadian talent across exactly. the world. Because I yeah. think mm-hmm. even if we're, if we're to speak very plainly and very honestly, I think even they know that particularly for our sound, maybe not other genres, but particularly yeah. for our genre, there yeah. just isn't a sustainable market in the country. There's
1: fra- infrastructure, yeah. There's just, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah.
2: numerically speaking, there aren't enough people to sustain a lot of mm-hmm. acts doing this full time. Like just we yeah. at the very basic right. economics of the country, there just aren't that many people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So subscribe to, first of all, the category of urban music, because once you leave Toronto, diversity is no longer really what it is. <laughs> <laughs> right that that is
0: very true. <laughs> for urban
2: music and not just urban music like hip hop and RB. That's part of it. But then you go a little further into reggae, reggaeton, R&B, exactly. Et it's, yes, yeah. yes. And so I think you would be prudent to use some of this funds to actually try to develop your economy, both within the country and also outside. And I think what we've seen about some of the most successful are Canadian artists who have gone international, they've they've, they've been very intentional. And yes. maintaining a stronghold in the city, a foot in the city, because you have Absolutely. to remember where you're coming from. Absolutely. And you have to remember that they were a key part of your success. So for me, that's kind of how I assess everything. I'm very aware of the benefits I have in Canada. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm trying to figure how do I leverage all of the different things that I have access to, both locally and internationally, yeah. in order to build a sustainable career out of what I'm doing. So that's kind of like how I see, how I how I view the whole situation.
1: And I love that, that point it's about not never forgetting where you come from, because I, I, yeah. I am a Jamaican. I will always be a Jamaican right and reggae yes. is my face gospel music is my base. and uh, for me doing reggae because reggae comes from jamaica i I've, i have to go i've have i have had to go back to jamaica Absolutely. and you know still make sure that the people there my people at home know who i am and what i'm doing oh i got support from the newspaper the, the 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 observer the star that promotes my releases when i'm there i've gone there to record my album and work with the producers there in Jamaica and and what I do I call them is really a fusion just like you're saying Chope blending the, the culture yeah. of what I what I I'm I known for in Jamaica and then coming here and being introduced to all these different influences within the mm-hmm. different genres of music and using mm-hmm. it with my reggae. Right. You know and yeah. so that yeah. they, they they can appreciate me, appreciate what I do in from both sides. The yeah. side yeah. and and mm-hmm. the Jamaican side and then worldwide influence mm-hmm. that I've heard around the world and put and fuse it into my music because I love Afrobeats and I, I right yeah. now I'm actually working <laughs> on my regular some Afrobeats right now yeah. so that's 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 yeah. what I have coming up, and then yeah. uh, uh, coming up yeah. in the in the kitchen cooking up right now so I love mm. that I love that
2: yeah and so just, yeah, just for the accent Amoy's point yeah and that the fact that as Canadians uh, Amoy has the the benefit of going to Jamaica, tapping into Jamaican influences and Canadian influences any international yeah. influences, all these different things are going to be her, her distinctiveness. Like, mm-hmm. So if she yeah. just implied it and just said, I'm gonna to go to the US and pursue the US and just do all that alone, it'd be much easier to just sort of like get lost in the mix because you begin yeah. to look and sound like everybody else. But exactly. the fact that she has access to all of these different opportunities and all different environments, you know what I'm saying? A lot of it owing again to Canada. Mm-hmm. She's unique wherever she goes, right? Mm-hmm. I'm unique wherever I go, and so mm-hmm. that's, that's that's one of the additional benefits of finding a way to still stay connected to Canada, even as you you seek to travel the world, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. So yeah, I told you guys are just like answering all my questions here because my <laughs> my next question was literally, you know, how does um back home like for you, uh, Nigeria, Chopin, and then Jamaica for you, Amoy. Um, what what part does it play like in your careers now? And you guys just, just, just like knocked out all the ads <laughs> there. But one thing that you did touch on um that was very important because I remember even for myself as an artist, like being back in living in Jamaica before migrating. I'm like, you guys keep trying to push me to reggae, not because I'm mm-hmm. from Jamaica because I'm a reggae artist and I was just And I don't know if it's if it's like, um, you know, human nature, like when you have one thing, you always think the grass is greener on the other side. Or if it's just exploration of like, you know, doing different genres and in Jamaica, there's this like they say north america sneezes and we catch a cold so so it's it's there's a strong like north american culture here oh, so yeah, there's sure. pop, a lot of pop a lot of you know EDM and even though that actually had its origins you know jamaican origins and stuff but sure. what was interesting for me was moving to canada ended up pushing me right into reggae and it <laughs> became a fusion of like it was like i don't know if it was a way to hang on to home
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Represent home, but it just became this interesting thing where even even you know you could get like a straight reggae beat, and it's still ends up sounding like a fusion when you actually put the lyrics and everything on top of it because now you've become your your experiences as an artist and it's it's hard for you to just like box yourself in having these kind of like cultural experiences but one thing i also noticed too like you were saying i'm more like working on Afrobeat stuff and kind of you know incorporating that into what you do Mm -hmm. was that being a a community where for example like show pay you with afrobeats and the afrobeats community just um trying to elevate and represent, you know, in that way. And then the reggae community, reggae and dancehall or like, you know, reggaeton. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I see is that a lot of times it becomes where all these, all these small, you know, separate communities are working on the same goal and then it becomes this one big community. So now you have like reggae artists that are working with Afrobeats artists and um, you have artists in Canada that are doing you know collaborations with yeah, all people back home definitely. and yeah. I think it's such a beautiful thing Absolutely. to see and it's like everyone's trying to find a like, home but still represent for being you know having the, the Canadian experience and it yeah. just creates this like one big thing so how does that play out for you guys in in your lives like um do you have collaborations back home are you put is that a market that you're pushing for in terms of I know you talked about About it, Amoy, Um, but maybe more from you, Shope. Like, is it a market that you're simultaneously trying to tap into with the Canadian market? Um, Have you received like any any recognition there, like any reception for your music there as well? Like, what do you have going on back home that you you know you're working on while being in Canada?
2: Yes, yes to all of that. So. Uh, yeah, I'm very grateful. Like my last two projects, I've had two teams working on mm-hmm. a North American team and a African team—and uh, I'm thankful that I have uh, like an entire PR marketing arm that's HQ'd in Nigeria and mm-hmm. are pretty deeply entrenched with the who's who in the industry. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, the most like. The last on well, my 2020 project Riki key they helped promote that they got some really nice looks for that my most recent one that I dropped end of July beginning of August they're also marketing that as well. we've had some pretty good um, inroads with that and we're about to have some additional things campaigns that are actually about to kick off within the next week so to answer your question absolutely exactly whenever i'm dropping a project, I know that like it's. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it. I don't know if I would say it's more important, but I know it's incredibly important. important. It's incredibly important for me to have my voice and my face and my presence seen, heard, and felt in the country, right? Yeah. So what we did when I first established contact with them two years ago was pretty much chart out, like, what does the next two, three, four, five years look like for Shihuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehuehueh in the Nigerian market, you get what I'm saying? And what things can we do to help increase your exposure here? And so we're kind of like along the timeline where the one, two, three, four question we're actually in the two-year mark at this point. (laughs) Basically, where we're working through that campaign, we've done a lot of things already and we've got other things which are set to do. And it's just a matter of like being consistent with it. Like, thankfully, my my songs are playing all over radio, all over the country, have been for several weeks, have been for several years at this point in time. A lot of the, the players know my name and it's just a matter of, Further strengthening those relationships. And mm-hmm. we have strategies for how we are going to do that. So, to answer your question, absolutely. It's an active part of anything that I drop, which is like, all right, I'll hit up my guy, like, yo, Chooks, what are we doing for this? And how are we going to get in contact with? How are we going to touch yeah. that market? Even as I have a parallel team doing similar things in, in North America.
1: Yes, yeah, important to my mark, market, yes. mark not just here in Canada, market back mark home as well.
2: Absolutely. And
0: my question to that, um, you know, we're talking about tangible tips how do you go about finding, um, cause you both work with teams, right? You both have yeah. a, how did you transition from, um, you know, I'm doing this, I, I'm interested in doing this, I'm doing this by myself, I'm putting out stuff I wanna sing to having a team, especially in the genres that, you know, you work in. I know that for hip hop and R&B, there's such a large community. So how did you find people um, to be a part of your team and to help push your music for those emerging artists that may be on and are looking Mm -hmm. to do that, Um, especially, I guess you could both talk about it, Um, having someone or having people that are working with you in Canada and working with you in Jamaica or in Nigeria, how did you you do that? For me, it was all about building the right
1: relationships with the right people, doing my research Mm -hmm. and, and putting myself out there and um, in a unique way where people were taking me seriously and would approach me Mm -hmm. and I would approach them too and seek them out myself as well um, Mm -hmm. actively. And then building these relationships with these people that I know had some impact within the industry and were able to execute my vision with integrity and not losing the vision of what I knew I had for myself, but they understood what my vision was and was able to help me execute it. It was all about building these these solid uh, relationships. And most of these people, that I've worked with, I'm still working with. A lot of them are working behind the scenes, but they're still a part of my, what I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then continuing to build those relationships wherever I go around the world, I seek out the, the right people. I'm introduced, to, I allow myself to be in the situations where I can be introduced to the right people and uh, stay in contact with these people even though when I leave their countries and you know collaborating with different artists as well has helped me thus far. And producers mm-hmm. from these countries have helped me thus far as well. So it's always, for me it's, it's all about building relationships and and, and maintaining those relationships that has yeah. gotten me the team that i've gotten so th- thus far
0: absolutely i think this um interesting uh just before we get to you shofe because i hear two things that come up in every series probably in every workshop i'm saying this um with panelists just kind of giving their stories like knowing yourself and networking like those yeah. are the two things that yeah. have come up yeah. in every workshop for the last three years and i think you really hit on that amoy um like sticking to your vision and yeah. and also you know putting yourself out there i see where a lot of people and i think it's it's hard as an independent artist to step outside of yourself because music is one of those things where you are the product you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and if, yeah. if you yeah. haven't like started a business where you're probably making the product or you're helping to sell a product then mm. you don't fully recognize how how what is the word how integrated you are you know as <laughs> as the product and it's hard for you to be like oh wait like i am selling me basically in terms of Absolutely. what i do if without, without Amoy there's no Amoy's music without Chopin there's no Chopin's exactly. music um, exactly. so it becomes so hard to type. Like, be like okay i need to you know not not be so what is it like have it you you need to separate it that's that's right kind of look at right. it like okay a personal business and i find that sometimes that's that's an obstacle for for independent artists it's just kind of recognizing that yeah you are making the music you are doing the creative side but you are also the brand and like putting yourself out there yeah. networking yeah, yeah you are you are the thing that is being sold um so it's just interesting for you to to bring that that point of because it's come up so many times. It doesn't matter if we're talking about royalties, if we're talking about contracts, if we're talking about marketing, it's the same it's two things over and, and over again. You know. Um, but but Shabri, you, were, my, you were you were
1: going to it, before, you go into it I just want, before I forget this thought. One of the yeah yeah um, one of the most profound things that my manager says to me is that you are your mm-hmm. best marketing tool. You personally, you need to be in that room as much yeah. as i mean in the You, you need, need to be in there because so yeah. you're your best yeah. marketing tool
0: yeah yeah it's interesting that you say that too just because um i've heard that too from people in the industry it's like people don't necessarily they people don't necessarily buy the product. so the music itself it's it's your why and it's who you are and it's the emotion that you you know kind of bring out in, in what you do and so sometimes you know being behind the music so much so that there isn't a sense of you as a person can create this light barrier between you right. and right. the person who could potentially buy your music. So I think that that's actually a great point because people people support you for who you are, especially in this generation where there's like social media, like you can't hide, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you exactly. can't hide yeah. from people. Yeah. And else, yeah, a lot of times someone will just go on your page and just gravitate to who you are as a person and they probably wouldn't even listen to your genre but they like your vibe you know yeah but um, exactly. so that's it's, it's very it's very interesting but shofei you can kind of jump into your point <laughs> we kind of jumped ahead if you I know. um but Sorry, how Shofey. how did you go about like finding finding a team we're all inspired here it happened right. no,
2: <laughs> listen, i'm 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 not just here to like talk i'm here to listen as well and learn from and learn yeah from both yeah of as well so powerful points um so i would love to say it's easy and straightforward and it's going to happen quickly but Mm -hmm. that doesn't really happen to many people right Right. so i would say a couple of things you have to be like play the long game right so have have a long-term perspective in mind that's number one and number two one of the things one of my friends said to me um when I was kind of like making this transition from like hip hop to like um, Afrofusion R&B. And it's like, dude, you're kind of going into like a new kind of genre where you're gonna have to reestablish mm-hmm. yourself. And said, you just have to become undeniable, right? And that's kind of what it needs to do in order to like start forming these relationships that Amoy is saying, like, if we're just gonna speak very plainly and I've kind of gotten to the point where I just want to do that because I'm not mm-hmm. serving anyone if I'm not speaking plainly. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm you have to think about
2: it like very honestly like this person who i'm trying to build a relationship with why would they want to be why would they want to be mm-hmm. in a relationship with me like what do i have to right. offer them right mm-hmm. because in this industry you're gonna have like oh my brother my sister oh we're family so on and so <laughs> forth but like none of that means anything like yeah those, love just, yeah those are just pleasantries yeah. at the end of the day you have to say like am i offering something to this person right mm-hmm. and barring you having like a trust fund a trust fund that you can use to buy your way into di- into certain rooms and certain relationships, <laughs> chances are you're going to have to just become so incredibly undeniable, which means you have to put in your 10,000 hours and become really excellent at what you're doing. So that when you begin to network with these people, some of them are gonna be horizontal networking relationships, some of them are gonna be slightly higher than you. At least, even if you don't necessarily have money or, or whatever thing, there is such an no. indisputable indis- quality to what you're bringing to the table that they feel like Mm -hmm. you listen this is somebody who i need to keep in my relationship in my relationships right because there's a part of scripture that i love that it says like your gift of made will put you in front of kings make room for you 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 know what i'm saying i love that what you do you will begin to start forming all of these relationships because at the end of the day like that's probably your most important currency, even more than the money, because your relationships can get you the money. You know what I'm that's saying? So, so to a moist point, how do you start building all those relationships that are going to be critical to you leveling up is by becoming undeniable, becoming undisputable. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. thankfully, I've kind of seen that bear itself out in my life from the song that I made, thankfully, winning Searchlight, which really kind of like opened up a lot of the world to me because the song itself mm-hmm. was so good, thankfully, that mm-hmm. it rose to the top. And that began to open up new things and then the last thing i'll say is like i said before man at the end of the day kind of like uh Carvis, uh Caris said like you are the brand you are the ceo mm-hmm. you are the in a sense even if you have a team you are the everything Absolutely. So you, you have to be ready to to get your hands dirty and 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 try to like Work in a sense in all of the different departments of your company, absolutely, until you can find somebody to take it. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was a a huge lesson for me too. Coming up, absolutely, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. At this point, I still don't have a manager, I would love a manager, and I want a manager, (laughs) so but you got to be patient. I just haven't found somebody, so what that has Mm -hmm. has forced me to learn a lot about what it means to be a good manager. Oh, yeah. How to do it yourself my business? Right. <laughs> yeah. I have people in other positions. And God knows, I would love to have them be like, yeah, take over it. But the problem is I haven't <laughs> yeah. found one yet. Yeah. Because I know what to look for. You know what I'm saying? So all that same mm-hmm. become undeniable and be ready to get your hands dirty and play the law Yes, game.
1: Yeah. And how and stay consistent with that. Go it's ahead on. Cons- and say yeah. staying consistent. So that you're always relevant. You know what I mean? And do Absolutely. it in mm-hmm. a Unique way that separates you from the crowd because the, the market is so oversaturated with with talent, you know, and all yeah. well over. So you have to find a way to make yourself stand out of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And how I guess my question would be, you know, Shopee, you're talking about the long game. Um, how do you stay motivated with that? Um, and why you can jump into if you want? How do you play the long game and not, you know, get burnt out? Re- this whole workshop is just about genres that don't necessarily get the most spotlight you know in the canadian right. music Especially. industry right
2: mm-hmm.
0: how do you yeah keep going up that hill and, <laughs> and not just lose it yeah yeah uh,
2: i don't know who wants to jump in there okay well so... go ahead Amoy. sure go ahead go
1: ahead
2: Okay, cool. um Number one, so, yeah, oh you gotta get into this thing for the right reason. You gotta yeah. get into it for the right reason, cause it will weed you out if you're yeah. here for like bottles and the fame and the, and, the and the status. I, I know. <laughs> it'll, it'll be burnt out real you real out quick. So quick. So quick. quick.
1: Especially I doing it on an independent level too. We don't have the backing tape of a major label yeah right the, the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Exactly. So know why you're in this. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you're in this because you love it. Um, if you if you can see yourself, like put it this way, for me, music I would make music even if I wasn't making any money off of it. That's how I know I love, I love it. Love. That's how I know I love it because like I don't Same. obviously yeah. you're, gonna, you're gonna you're gonna make money. Like the way I see it, like with any business, like music or otherwise, right? You, you yeah. don't ever chase money; you chase purpose. I know that sounds like a nice little cookie, cutter but it's true though. <laughs> it is true. At the end of the day, like money is the inevitable byproduct of doing something really well you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that's why you never change mm-hmm. the money the money will come as a result of you doing it with absolutely purpose, you know what i'm saying and so number one make mm-hmm. sure your motivations mm-hmm. and your purpose is clear as to why you're doing this who you're trying to serve and then yeah create at your pace you know what i'm saying like yes remain adaptable yes keep a way of trends but at the end of the day like keep your mental health in check keep your spirit yes. in check yes. you can't be on 24 7 you no. can't do every single thing so kind of like balance balance, balance, balance. Those two things when you know like yeah. i gotta be out i gotta network i gotta put out content but yo you need a saturday off every two or three there or four is. weeks yeah. take that because i promise you you will be so much better and so much more effective and efficient and efficient when you come back to it
1: i agree with that so so much so i mean it's all about balance for sure and for me doing music The reason why I decided to fully do music, I've always been a spiritual girl. Yes, I was raised up in the church um, and and, and they're very religious, but I can't consider myself very spiritual, not religious. And Mm -hmm. the reason that I do music is because I believe wholeheartedly that this is my calling. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: There is no mistake why I was gifted this gift of music Mm -hmm. and writing. And so the intent behind or within my music is to create music that will heal people mm-hmm. when they hear the, the music they will get something from it that will bring them healing With the, whether in that moment or along the line they will get what they need from the music that's the internet mm-hmm. putting my music and also to i call myself an activator mm-hmm. so I, I i intend to activate people as they see me doing what i love they are inspired and motivated and mm-hmm. to go out and do what they love to do whatever that is for them Mm-hmm. And this is the fuel behind why I do my music. So I, I do not get burnt out. I don't get discouraged. I do get discouraged, but I don't allow myself to stay within that low frequency. Yeah. I allow yeah. it to move through me, and then I keep going. I use it as fuel to make to 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 keep going, even much more harder and smarter. Mm-hmm. As I because do my because you music.
2: know your why. Because you exactly, your why.
1: because I know the purpose. There's a bigger purpose, bigger than me, bigger than everybody. Yeah. That's behind why I'm doing my music
0: you know mm-hmm. I, I really love those those answers um i think it speaks it you guys kind of just get straight to the point as to as to how i see i've asked that question before and you know i get a lot of like you take a break drink some water do some meditation you know i get a lot of like <laughs> practical stuff but not a lot of people have actually gone to you have to know why you do it and right. i think that's very i think that's that's a very strong point to take because even for myself where I just say, like, okay, been Canada, trying it doesn't mean that Canada isn't a place, it may not just it may not be time for my, you know, music mm. to get where I want it to be. Okay, let me try a change of environment. And I think one of the, the things that I've seen with even moving country just in like regular everyday life is everything is gonna come with this frustrations. And yes. if you don't know why you are somewhere or why you're doing something, you end up just spinning around like a top, like going back uh, and forth yeah. in circles, tumble, in circles, in circles. Yeah, you're not not gathering any any moss at all. And I think that's that's a very very strong point that applies even outside of mm-hmm. of music. You know, like everything everything in everyone, because it just reminded me of like Bob Marley's quote that that everybody's gonna come with their problems and everybody's gonna you know have the potential to hurt you in some ways just who you're willing to go through that with and, and exactly. you know put <laughs> yeah. put up with so i think that's that's a point that we can even apply outside of of music Absolutely, everywhere um, in life yeah that's great. yeah and also
1: to a, a very important thing to that keeps me more because sometimes when i get i feel a little bit while well, coming up in my in in this male dominated industry mm. that is mm-hmm. reggae mm-hmm um it can be very trying um but what what i look i i what i look at is how am i still staying and serving my purpose and Mm -hmm. as i do that i keep Mm -hmm. reminding myself of that spirit or the universe however you want to call it god source love will give me little nudges at first i got this one um uh, nomination my first Juno nomination And that was like my validation. Okay, so this uh, one Mm -hmm. of the validations because I validate myself. Mm -hmm. But that gave me a validation from my peers and from the industry here that you are on the right path. So the universe will send. And now I'm at I'm at five junior nominations. So the universe will give you the nudges to keep Mm -hmm. you motivated as well to stay motivated to stay within on your path when you're feeling Mm -hmm. like uh, why am I doing this? You know (laughs) what I'm supposed to be doing? Like why is the universe will give you nudges and, and give you little things that will keep you mm-hmm. you know moving on yeah yeah
2: and All and, and knowing, your why, yeah. knowing your why knowing will, your why will keep you it'll keep you centered because mm-hmm. yeah. a lot like so you can you can spin out and you can burn out for any number of reasons but one of the reasons mm-hmm. a lot of times people burn out is because you're 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 living a figment you're not living reality Right, you're not the right. reality. You're not being honest. You're not being truthful. Right, and it's very hard to mm-hmm. keep up the front. It's very hard to live to live up to a caricature. Right, yeah. And very trust true. Me, this industry will try to make you who it wants you to be. Not Absolutely, and, and that may not necessarily be who you actually are. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. is ve- which is why it's very important to remember your why, because when you know your why, you get to determine what success looks like for you. You get right. to determine what your benchmarks are, and you stay true to that. Do you get what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. when this person or that person comes and tries to take you off course, which you know. is more than likely you're going like, to no. cause you to spin out sooner or <laughs> yes. later. Yeah, you're going to be like, nope, that's not that's mm. not for me. That's maybe no, that's thanks. someone else's story, but that and ain't especially, me. No
1: Especially, especially as a female too, for the females out mm-hmm. there, yep. aspiring artists. It's very that that right there. What is talking about is so important. hmm Gotta know your why. You gotta know who you are mm-hmm. as an artist
0: what your values are. It's very are. true. I can say yeah. that to the female in the industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my next point, I see that we're kind of like coming down to Q and A time. Um, it's just actually speaking about what some of the obstacles are um, that you faced on, you know, your come up to get into where you are right now. What are some of the things that you've kind of had to weather as, as artists in this industry doing these genres?
1: We kind of touched on it, both of us, um, some of it already. Mm-hmm. The challenge
0: for me yeah. being a female
1: in a male-dominated industry has been, has been trust me, very trying. But like I said before, um, even if it's one person in that audience, as a lot mm-hmm. of promoters are coming up would book me in a time slot that nobody's out there in the audience. Mm-hmm. There's nobody to perform to. Mm-hmm. But I, I, like I said, even if it's one person, and I even wrote a song about it. Even if it's one person out there in that audience, that person is gonna get a show like it's a thousand people or ten thousand people out there. You always stay yeah. consistent. You show up and give your your all. Uh, master your craft as well. Master your craft and just make sure that whoever see, sees you understands why you're on that stage, why you're in that position. They know for mm-hmm. a fact it can't be denied of why you're doing what you're doing, and yeah. they in turn will, you know because a lot of my success have come from word of mouth and just people see me do this and then they put in a good word and i'm I, they, i'm able to get introduced to another booker from that and, and that's just how the support comes from me from just yeah. word of mouth to be honest with you so overcoming those channels <clears throat> challenges you just have to stay centered within yourself like shopo it was saying it's, it's the same we're going back to the same thing the staying centered within yourself no matter what the challenges are knowing who you are why mm-hmm. you're there and keep pushing on, because you will get the you will get your yes. You'll get a lot of no's, but you will get to your yes, and that yes will lead you to other yeah. yeses,
2: and, and so on. And only, six, so. is only exactly. six is one.
1: Exactly, you'll get yeah. to your yes, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. uh For me, I think the most challenging thing has just been like building the right team, building the right team. And I've had, I've had teams which started off great, but then kind of became not great anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: you get what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so I think I think that's just I, I don't know if it's because you're right, like the kind of sounds that we make, it's it's still growing. At least I can speak for like Afrobeats Afrofusion is is kind of growing mm-hmm. and it's kind of new in Canada, right? I think
0: mm.
2: I think globally and Amoy correct me if I'm wrong about this. I could be wrong, but I think Afrobeats Afrofusion is starting to enjoy some of what in dance hall absolutely so absolutely. absolutely yeah yeah, globally yeah. Globally absolutely
0: yeah years, yes. right
2: that uh, is true. I, yeah I, I have my series about why that's the case which you can talk about it <laughs> <Another panel. laughs> right? Another panel. Uh, but 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 notwithstanding i think because of that like i just don't know that the people around here know what to do with it yet they know how to sell right, it right know how to market it know how to yeah it. i just yeah. Don't, don't think yeah you know so, like, I've heard I've, that it's a new so product. Like, yeah, it's a new product. So, I've done showcases more, mm-hmm. and like Sony, Universal, Warner, they're all there. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So and so connecting with so and so at this. And I'm like, and I'm, I've am i had management conversations, I've had label conversations that yeah. didn't go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? And I'd like to think it's not because the music is whack, because hey, at the end of the day, y'all the ones who came to me and like, like, right, so weak, but, it didn't right. but it didn't go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if I I don't think it's because I'm not good at what I do. I just don't know that a lot of people here are well equipped, which is part of the reason, if I can, again, if I can speak frankly, part of the reason I began to think, okay, I think I need to build an international team that can somehow partner with people who have a local understanding, but I don't think I can look to some of them, not all, not all, but I don't think I can let to some of the local people to help me take this thing internationally because yeah, it's so yeah. far out of their purpose yes. of knowing how to sell this thing. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the most challenging thing has been building a team, which is why I still ain't got a manager at this point. <laughs> and I'm still- I you will.
1: You, You'll get, you, that will come, that will come. Just Thank keep on putting the music out there and they yeah. will come, I guarantee you, they, they, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Yeah. When you set yeah. your intention and you, like I said, you don't, you know, you stay, you stay, Mm-hmm. you stay on your path you make quality music quality products and you put it out there the right people will come it mm-hmm. may be that the, the mm-hmm. people that you're looking for are preparing themselves the right I mean, people that you're yeah. looking for are yeah. right yeah. now preparing themselves to come I'll take
2: that. I'll yeah take that.
1: On, onto your path and and i had to i had to learn that myself yeah, yeah. but I, I fake it till you make it do what you can for yourself
2: <laughs> yeah I, I, you yeah
1: for yourself
2: yeah i'm very gracious you, you attract gracious.
1: those people yeah until you attract absolutely. the right people
2: to you mm-hmm. absolutely and i'm very gracious that even in the absence of some i have some people in position but even with the absence of certain people of me having to step into those places i still continue to have opportunities showing up and and there to a moist point like there's confirmation and there's kind of like breadcrumbs that you are doing the right thing mm-hmm. so just mm-hmm. keep going exactly and, um, yeah keep going away and doing what you're doing
1: yeah the team will come yeah. and before um, i forget want before i
0: want to just say, end it yeah go
1: ahead before i forget Shopo, now that we've been introduced we need to do some work yeah. together as connections well. been made.
2: Together. exactly <laughs> let's make it happen absolutely
1: yeah, I believe yeah. In these synchronicities you know and i pay attention yeah. Yeah. and take actions i'm
0: putting okay. it out there right now
2: we will do it we'll make it happen
0: yes <laughs> and that's where i i'm the same i'm more in terms of like believing in those things because yeah. like i said we have gone through you know different groups of panelists to finally get to the panelists that we have for the series finalized and i always believe like everything everything's for 100%. reason. so like i'm a big believer in, in those things as well yeah, yeah um but the question that i kind of want to end it off on um i mean i just asked for the attendees that are here if you do have a question feel free to um send it to the q a um, yeah, I see someone here was just kind of referen- referencing what we were talking about earlier in terms of getting in. Um, we're working on trying to make that a little bit easier. Um, technology is supposed to make your life easier, but not, not all the time. <laughs> not all the time. Um, but do go ahead and send your questions. The question I have just to end it off to you, um, panelists, is what do you think could be done better, um, if anything, um, if you think industry has been great and is, you know, constantly improving and and all of that, then you can feel free to say that as well. And better for for these genres, for reggae, dancehall, soca, Um I feel, you know, just listening to you talk, pay about Afrobeats coming, coming up and, and enjoying some of what reggae kind of gotten over the years. It's interesting because for me, I hear everyone else saying, like, oh, Afrobeats is coming up. But for me, being part of the Carib- like, Caribbean community, Afrobeats has always been there. It, it probably yeah, wasn't there. It's always got- called Afrobeats, but yeah. it's always been there. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I think with these genres that uh, reggae and Afrobeats have in common um, is that they're genres that have mm-hmm. kind of forced the world to stop and pay attention. Like when Bob Marley came out, like, it, if you didn't know, reggae you know like he was You're making sure rocked. you knew it right. you know exactly. yeah like yeah. those yeah. all those people that kind of um have come out i think like Wizkid has mm-hmm. done the same all those guys that are coming out of nigeria you know right now and just kind yeah. of forcing yeah. the world to stop and, to listen. and
1: listen listen yeah.
0: to yeah. it yeah. so yeah. what do you think can be done better now that they're here the genres interface people are doing them people are receiving them well and loving them what do you think could be done better in the canadian industry to just kind of facilitate that growth and development? the
1: radio support there, there needs to be a lot more radio support and commercial mm. support not just from the independent radios but the the, the others mainstream radios all of the uh, uh, platforms need to give us more support because we are and it's so yeah. multicultural here too so the 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 all of it those is. need to represent the multiculturalism that we have here mm-hmm. when it comes to music on radio period mm-hmm. and then also teaching the ones the, uh, having programs or um or events that teach the the upcoming artists how to acquire these funding bodies uh,
0: these funding mm-hmm. opportunities
2: that are out there as well teaching them how very to go about things that that Very, very true mm-hmm
0: how about you shelf anything from
2: you i think one of the things that comes to mind i actually see some some organizations doing it i, I mean, yeah and i I think, I'll, I think i'll say them because it's to their credit and i'm thinking about carrots and the junos for example right so yeah I, I i see them doing it so i remember a couple of years ago i looked at um the nominees for like world music, pleasure. two things this was before they made it global music as opposed to world music mm-hmm. when it was still world music yeah. and historically like if you look at what world music is it was kind of like everything that doesn't fit into what we understand we say, yeah we're, music. we're just gonna <laughs> call you world, right? <laughs> stick in it. Right? yeah that's and, true and, and times have evolved and sounds have changed and now you literally have these these sonic palettes that are no longer your prototypical like when we say world we all know what we imagine when we say world we're thinking of like tribal uh, tribal sounds right yeah yeah
0: yeah.
2: And, and it's just it's too broad of a category to encapsulate all of these different genres because a lot of these things do not begin to play with sounds right mm. and so i remember seeing some of the nominees and i think like i'm very happy for these people but when i think of like some of the sounds like these are still very prototypical of what we considered world like 30, 40 years ago. I would yeah. love to see like I would yeah. love to see new acts. I, 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 it doesn't have to be me. I'd like to see new acts that are kind of like no, playing, I get it. that are creating these new sounds that are mm-hmm. really blurring the lines between what is RB and what is dancehall and what is and what is Afrobeat, like these new fusion sounds, the the more contemporary understanding mm-hmm. of what we consider when we think of um Afrobeats, Afrofusion, Latin. I agree. Um, reggae, etc. Right? Yeah, for right. Sure. so I remember it's one year thinking, like, wow, this is this seems kind of dated. But then subsequent to that, I saw the definition was changed, right? And mm. I was like, it's like, good job, guys. Nice. Good job.
1: <laughs> they're I, a good, yeah. good job, right? Yeah, they're doing the best they can. Yeah. I agree with that too. Mm-hmm. I, I, being able to embrace change because everything is moving in a in a in a in a different way now everything is fusing together and changing and and we need to w- move along with these changes and not be afraid of these new changes that are you know developing within the music that, that we're making now absolutely you know absolutely sometimes they yeah, so. think oh it's, it's changed it's shifted it's not the same as that so i don't know where to put it i don't know how to what to do with it but being open to these changes that are happening is a good thing I, I, and 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 i agree with you on that Chopin.
2: Yeah. And so I would just encourage them to keep doing what it seems like you're doing, which is being very intentional to to keep up with the times and keep up with the new Yeah. And yeah. I'm trying to just just trying to get away from the, the traditional understanding that is no longer exactly. relevant to, to like right. the present time. And yeah. I don't know how you go. I think I don't know how you go about doing that behind the scenes. Maybe it's just consulting with more like stakeholders within this world. Mm-hmm. And trying to have them bring their expertise to the foray, so that's one of the things that I would see in addition to a more suggestion of maybe more radio support. I would say, okay, guys, from kind of like a um, a top level at the highest levels of everything, let's mm-hmm. yeah, let's adapt, right? And let's exactly. let's have these modern sounds represent
1: exactly, exactly, more representation
0: for sure. Those are beautiful
2: answers.
0: Very insightful answer (laughs) i don't think Mm -hmm. it could have been said better um so i really really appreciate that um i see that we don't have any questions but i just want to ask what do you guys have coming up what can we expect from amoy what can we expect from chopin in the near future Mm -hmm. um just before we wrap up just kind of let everyone know what you have going on
1: well right now i my latest release is water it's out now wherever you buy your music online Um, and uh it's just continuing to promote this body of work. I have a few shows booked for Montreal and Ottawa. So all the Montreal fans, we're coming there in November. And then in the within the new year, we're looking to tour the album. So look out say on my website www.amoy.com. We will have all the new dates posted there for the new year for 2023. We're intending to go to Europe, South America, wherever the music calls, we we will be going. So look out, and if you haven't already gotten the album "Water," please go out and support that.
2: Dude, I got you. I, I got you pulled up right now. Yeah, Sonny.
0: Shopee's <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah, Shopee. amazing. Don't sleep,
2: don't sleep. anyway. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually about, about to go book that right now
1: in my house. Yeah, <laughs> thank you.
2: Thank Keep you. my kids away. <laughs>
0: you
2: no, know, uh, similar situation. So I dropped an EP called "Things We Say." Um, yeah. Late July early August, and so I'm, I'm deep in the rollout of that right now. So nice. Thankfully, Halova hey is doing quite well. I'm in talks with my Nigerian team to try to figure out how we can amplify that sound on that yeah. part of the world. So I'm really hoping I can I can touch ground very recently, sorry, very soon. nice. Um, and then just more and more music, more and more music for me. I think I know what my sound is. I know mm-hmm. what my mission is and so no shows for now, per se, because um, I'm kind of like taking a bit of a break from the road. But, mm-hmm that doesn't mean no content. So enjoy the music that's already there right now and look forward to some more um, and also look forward to an Amoy and Chopin song.
0: Yeah, that's so <laughs> and, and we're, we're speaking the, so is. the Juno win over Amoy and so the manager of oh, Chopin. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> talk about actually confusing them. Let's make something that doesn't sound like, exactly. <laughs> like
0: anything. That's what we do anyways. I hear that all
1: the time. Oh my gosh, I hear that. I've been hearing that. I, we are ahead of the time. We're
0: always ahead yeah. Of yeah. You know? <laughs> well, well, music is a is a global language, right? So it's it's right, going to continue exactly. evolving right. and and picking up every you know all the experiences as we go through this this life. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the song. You guys could, like send it to Afro and we'll we'll put it out there too. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. But thank you guys so much. You both spoke so eloquently, and I really appreciate you just you know, spending your time to come in to speak about your experience and, and doing it in such a beautiful way. I really, really appreciate that. Um, I see that we have no questions. I wouldn't have any questions either because you guys were so clear <laughs> and transparent. So I'm not even going to look at it as a bad thing. Well, thank um, but I want to thank
1: you thank,
0: thank you for, <laughs> thank for, you for being Otherwise, here. Yes. I want to thank all the attendees, too, for being on. Um, I yes, always say the workshops are not the same without you know having that audience and that engagement um even when you guys are quiet just knowing that you're here and you're listening to the conversation is a lot thank you so much we have our final workshop next week thursday um that's going to be on diversifying your income in the industry so looking outside of that typical like recording artist stream um and seeing the different ways that you can you know, gain income in in the music industry. We're gonna have four panelists um, with us for that. So, looking forward to you know everyone being there. Tell everyone to register at AfroWave teal Um, once again, thank you, Amoy. Thank you, shopee and I wish sure. you both and everyone on an amazing night. Thanks and so thank much. you, uh, shopee for being a great
1: panelist. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, co-panel uh, co-panelist with me as well.
0: Great conversation.
2: The feeling is is very mutual. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you both. Have a great night. You guys too.